It's a great day for a podcast. Once again, here he is, John Oakley. A lot of people, you know, uh, looked at Springer and they were aghast and maybe disgusted. But some of us, you know, who labor in the vineyard say, how did this guy manage 27 years and he had 7 million viewers at the peak of his popularity, I guess, in the 90s, even eclipsing Oprah Winfrey. And I mean, that's, you know, she's sacrosanct in American television circles, but Jerry Springer. So there's a phenomenon here that needs explaining. And Karen North is here to help us in that regard, a professor of social media at the University of Southern California's Annenberg School of Communications. Karen, always good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Always great to be with you. Good afternoon to you, too. So, Karen, how do we explain the phenomenon of Jerry Springer? I mean, 27 years, it's a pretty long time in television, which is voracious and can eat you up and spit you out rather quickly. And, uh, you know, whatever his legacy may be, for better or worse, how do you explain it? Such an interesting question, because, you know, people look at that and there have been so many things written about how it's the it was the downfall of society, right? That people that these shows happened and they, they were so popular, but to his credit, Jerry Springer, who was also the mayor of Cincinnati, um, you know, somehow had his pulse, his finger on the pulse of people and what people really wanted to see. And he transformed sort of entertainment gossip television from just looking at celebrities' lives to looking into the, knives, the lives of neighbors. You know, he took regular people who were willing to expose their, their lives to the rest of us, often because they had sort of vindictive or angry um, issues that they were dealing with, but he realized that people wanted to peer into the lives of people around them, and he created a whole world of entertainment that did that. Well, that demands some kind of acumen or a great insight, I guess, uh, of sorts to understand the human condition, as it were, and uh, amplify, you know, the ugly parts of it or whatever the uh, real fragile parts of it, and parlay that onto TV. You got to give them props for that, no? A hundred percent. I mean, also, you know, look at unscripted or, you know, reality TV. I mean, everything from, you know, the, the real world, which was one of the real um, beginnings of that of that genre, um, to things like Survivor and all the others where they, they're they not only showing us people living in a place together, interacting, surviving, but they're showing us the people gossiping about each other, the angry backstabbing you know, would would that all have come about in the same way if it hadn't been for the phenomenal su- success, phenom- like truly phenomenal successes of Jerry Springer, who basically discussed, like, d- demonstrated that not only are people exhibitionistic, but a lot of people are voyeuristic. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, it looks like he didn't take himself all too seriously on this front. Uh, in fact, describing himself on his Twitter profile as talk show host, ringmaster of civilizations, and so. But uh, <laughs> well, that was the accusation against him for a long time. Well, and and that's the question whether or not you know uh, he does bear any responsibility for, let's say, the disintegration of uh, certain social mores. I mean, you know, he was not the first to publicize gossip, right? But he was the first, maybe the first to demonstrate how incredibly popular it is to, you know, I mean, you know, my my real area of um, interest is social media. And we've always wondered, what is it that became so incredibly compelling about social media that it's, you know, almost ended other industries, other media industries? And, you know, one of the best ways to look at it is that social media 
allows us to peer into other people's lives as if we're friends, as if we know them, and as if we're there with them when things happen. And Jerry Springer created an entertainment product in a whole genre where people walked onto a show willingly and then acted the way that we fear the people act behind closed doors. It's not new, but it really is the foundation. Think about it. Like, think about not only, like I said, reality TV, but everything that you or your kids are doing on social media is peering into people's personal lives, especially the sort of dark side. Well, is that a healthy development? I mean, I'm a psychologist. I'm going to say probably not, but it's, um, I, you know, I think that what we're not going to, it's, it's not going away. So the question now is how do we use this ability to voyeuristically look into each other's lives and try to transform it into something more positive, um, you know, for people as opposed to keeping it as, you know, shockingly negative as it can be. Well, some are saying it's, uh, you know, a latter day uh, fall of Rome that we're experiencing here. And, you know, Springer was just one of the uh, weak links in the chain. Social media, you bring that into play here and, you you know, all of the uh, consequences to, say, uh, people on social media having their lives exposed and so on and so forth. Uh, is it really symptomatic of civilizational unraveling? I mean, you know, again, like I said, it's probably been around in, think about, think about this as a public version of gossip. Mm. You know, gossip is not new. It's been around for a very long time. Um, It's, you know, and even in the smallest of towns and in the quietest of corners, people love to gossip. They find out what's happening in somebody's life. So this is just the public version of it. So is it a downfall? It's an unfortunate twist. I think that, again, like psychologically, one of the problems is that it's a little bit like um, media violence, you know, television violence and game show or um, video game violence, that the more you see it in a setting like this, the more normalized it becomes, or even school shootings where they're reported and reported and reported, and it becomes almost like, oh, well, that's a thing that people do. And so unfortunately, I think the real impact is that by turning it into this massive, you know, type of entertainment, you're actually telling people that this is a way people live and it's on some level acceptable. And back when it was just gossip and, and ridiculed, maybe the message to people was don't live your life that way. So it does, it certainly has an impact, but the cat's out of the bag and the cat's not going back in. Mm. And I suspect that, you know, when you watch the show like Springer or any of these reality shows and you see the dross of human existence, you think to yourself, Hey, I ain't doing too badly. I'm doing all right. It may be, it's a self-affirming kind of a thing when you watch these shows as a comparison, right? You know, it's funny. The thing that always baffled me about Jerry Springer is these very angry people. Why in the world would they go on a show and demonstrate their, like take their fight and make it public And there was a study done years and years and years ago about Jerry Springer. They were looking for what is the personality characteristic that or characteristics that define the people who apply to go on that show. It's not like the voice where you go on because you think you're a good singer. Mm. You go on to have your private fight in public. And they tested all these different factors, narcissism and this and that. And um, they came up with one, my memory of the article, they came up with one thing and that was anger. So the reality is that you have to wonder, like to me, I thought, what is it about people that with everything else in their lives, if they get angry enough, they're willing to go expose their own lives and their own sort of vindictive nature 
in exchange for the opportunity to play out their anger towards somebody they really hate. It's a very interesting group of people that ended up on his show. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, why would somebody debase themselves that way? But uh, interesting insight as a psychologist. Uh, I appreciate your offering that. Uh, you know, Springer said in his own defense, the politicians and companies that seek to control what each of us may watch are a far greater danger to America and our treasured freedom than any of our guests ever would or could be. <laughs> He's right about that, isn't he? He's not wrong about that. Yeah, that's. I agree with him 100%. Jerry Springer. I mean, that's, always, that's always a question about, you know, about censorship versus commentary. You know, one of my biggest pet peeves is anytime anybody bans books or, you know, or movies, they should not be banned. They can be, there could be commentary, there could be discussion, but we should not be in the practice of banning other people's expression of ideas. Instead, we should be talking about why those people or that moment in time is problematic and that we need to rise above it. Yeah, maybe the Springer Show uh, served to be a window onto, you know, the darker side of the human condition, maybe stripping away the polite veneer that a lot of us affect in public. Uh, Karen North, a professor of social media at the University of Southern California's Annenberg School of Communications. Great insights. Really appreciate your time. Hope you got your blue check mark. Do you have your Twitter blue check mark, by the way? I, re- I By the way, I'm, I support Elon Musk in trying to take a failing financial company and make it work, but nobody really needs to know if it's me or somebody pretending to be me, so I'm okay being unverified right well i feel the same way i guess the unverified version of me is doing a better job anyway so uh we'll leave on that note karen always a pleasure we'll talk down the road looking forward to it you got it karen north again from university of southern california's annenberg school of communications listen to the john oakley show live each weekday afternoon from three until six if you live in the toronto area just turn that am dial to 640 and listen anywhere on earth 24 hours a day by going to 640toronto.com follow on twitter at am 640 oakley you've been listening to a curious cast new podcasts and shows are debuting all the time so check back often to see what's new in the curious cast library